Hey, church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in, the stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. All right, so here's the deal. We need some work. To be, to be the church that God wants us to be in this world, we've got to engage it from a place where we are deeply rooted in the gospel. We are so connected with the mercy of Christ in our life and, and so vibrantly alive because of it and growing so immensely because of it that the world can't help but take notice and want to look into it for themselves. If we're not if we're not engaging our world from that posture, then we are engaging the world just like the rest of the world, which I see a lot of. I look through the window at social media at um uh, well, however you can view societies, there's a lot of different ways. You can just see it on the street. You can see it in your um, in, in the restaurant. You can see it wherever. I can see it with people that are interacting with me. Um, we aren't differentiating ourselves to the degree that I really think that we could and should. And I put myself right in there in that same category. Um, we, have, we always have a long way to go on this, but I think we can do better. I really do. And I've been listing off some indicators here that should maybe wake us up a little bit. Maybe not everyone will, but throw some cold water in there and and make us realize, wow, I I really need to get back in touch with the basics of my salvation, the rescue of Christ and the gospel in my life. And there are some things that we, some patterns we can see in our life that help us to see that we aren't as rooted in Christ as we need to be. Here's the first five that we went through. I'm going to give them to you in like two seconds each. Uh, you got to go back and listen if it, if it pings for you. Your sense of closeness to God fluctuates relative to your behavior. Your, your, your closeness to God should never fluctuate with, in the context of the gospel. Number two, uh, your life is riddled with fear. You're afraid to do stuff you know you need to do. You're afraid to stop doing stuff you know you need to stop doing. Um, There is no place for um, habitual, continuous fear in the context of the gospel. Number three, small things don't matter to you as much as the big things do. And the reality is obedience to Christ is oftentimes a lot of small things done in relative obscurity that God multiplies into bigger impact over time. Number four, um, you use people. Your overriding thought when you meet somebody new is, how can I leverage this person in my life? Um, Fifth, it's, uh, it's becoming increasingly difficult for you not to take credit for stuff. There's something driving you to try to get credit and affirmation from people. And then, uh, today I want to mention this piece here 
where I want you to consider how long it's been since you've discovered any space in your life where there's a need for improvement. Another way to look at it is that you haven't admitted that you're wrong for quite some time, or you're making a lot of excuses where you should be um, admitting that you're wrong or looking to uh, admit where you need to improve. Basically, what I'm saying is you're lacking humility. There really is no way that we can make a difference in this world for Christ if we aren't truly humble, not just acting humble, but truly humble. Um, The simplest way to stop having a Christian impact in this life, in this world, is to stop finding ways to improve. Because when when you're looking at yourself for uh, where it is that you're, you're coming up short, and you deal with it, 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 it requires a certain degree of humility to even look and then to improve. Because to truly improve, you're going to be involved with other people that are going to help you improve, and you're going to have to admit that you, you need help. So just taking a good hard look. Some of the best advice I got years ago was, if you want to be a part of, and, and we're talking about a growing church. Our church was growing way back, really rapidly. It was in the late 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> early 2000s. <laughs> and he said, hey, if, whatever your percentage of your church is growing, 15, 20%, which is crazy, it was at the time. He said, then you have to grow that much. And we felt that stretch for five, six years. The church was growing like crazy and we were just struggling to keep up. And it's like, man, I, I need new skills. I need a new depth of perseverance. I got to, I got to get better at this. I got to, I got to trust God more. And it's like, man, we were being stretched in every direction. And we kept coming back to that quote. Well, yes. Okay. This is, this is the only way that God ever does it. The leaders of his people have to be growing in order for them to expect those that are following them to follow and to grow. So I would put the same thing out for every Christian. If you want to if you want to make an impact, you want to see change in the world around you, then you have to be changing. Whenever I've accepted new challenges in my life, the biggest decision has always been, do I want to learn and develop in the ways that are going to be required of me to take on that responsibility or take on that next level of leadership? Because that's what it always comes down to. If you're going to go to the next level, if you're going to if you're going to influence this world, then you are going to have to allow yourself to be subject to criticism and take it humbly and grow. That is what's going to change the world: is our ability to do exactly what we're asking. I'm going to hit a little bit of this more tomorrow and give you some more practicals about how to do that today. But the only thing I'm able to get done is say, look, we need it. We've got to be humble. We've got to be growing. We've got to be changing. And we've got to be able to see in ourselves the need for it. We'll talk tomorrow about how to do it as we continue to try to figure out how to keep reshaping the church. (laughs) 